Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Date With Sense podcast. I am feeling, ooh, I'm really tingly. I'm feeling very inspired, Mm, very excited, extremely optimistic. On a previous podcast, I remember talking about how I told my coach at the beginning of last year, 2023, that I wanted more power and that I was going to get it. And by the end of the year, I had so much more internal power and so much in my life. And if you want to listen to that episode, I think it's like having more power while dating. You can go check that out to like hear my story behind that. And I really committed to that, like creating more power in my life, meaning that I had to take more responsibility in my life. And this year I have decided that I am going to be focused on being more self-committed. Like I'm going to commit to being self-committed and I am so excited about it. And by self-committed, I mean like unwavering uh, belief in myself, unwavering uh, faith in myself, unwavering, uh, just committed to my desires and achieving them for myself. So when you are unwavering, nothing outside of you can tell you different. There is nothing anybody can say to make you believe less in yourself. And there's also nothing anybody can say to validate you, to make you feel better about yourself. You are the one who validates you. You are the person who is extremely clear um, on what you bring to the world, what you what you're capable of doing. and. I'm a high achieving woman of faith who was conditioned to be a good girl. And I still see some of that residue now, like not just where I play small in different areas of my life and dim myself in different areas of my life, but also me looking for outside approval or validation that I'm capable of doing something, looking for other people to say, oh yeah, you can do that tour. Oh yeah, it's possible for you. Like I just noticed those places and I'm like, uh, I'm not really committed to myself if I need that before I can decide that, no, I'm capable of this, even without your validation, even if everyone tells me I can't do it. Like I need to be so self-committed that none of that matters. And as I mentioned on a previous podcast episode, might've been last week's, I've been so inspired by Kanye West and I don't get into his meltdowns or his episodes or like the controversy surrounded by by him. And if you're a client, a student of mine, you know, I do not engage in the drama triangle like persecution mode on people on purpose. Like that's not something that I do. I don't get into any of that. Um, especially considering everyone has messiness and it's just, you know, his is put on display. But anywho, outside of that, I'm extremely inspired by his level of self-commitment to himself. 
And I ended up watching his documentary, Genius. I recommend that everybody watch it. I do not care if you disagree with some of the things he does. And he says this documentary has nothing to do that do with that. Right. You should you if you open your mind and watch this documentary, you will pull something out um, that is going to inspire you um, to be more self-committed for sure. But it starts off and documentary starts off. He's like 17 years old and he's being followed around um, by a cameraman from a span of like 20 years. It's crazy. But um, it starts off when he's 17 years old and Kanye was the same Kanye at 17 than that he was um, in his 40s. And by same, I mean, same level of self-commitment. There was no doubt in his mind of what he was capable of doing and capable of achieving. And he was like, he was what, 17, 18 years old, practicing his Grammy speech (laughs) of winning a Grammy. It didn't matter that rappers were laughing at him and was ignoring him when he said that he was a rapper. Right. They were just like, nah, he just make the beats. Right. It didn't matter when he went to Rockefeller Records and he started playing his music and everyone in the building just act like he was not there. Like none of that matter. He said, I'm going to get signed. He got signed by Rockefeller Records. It didn't, it didn't matter that they was not releasing his album. They did not give him an album release date because they were like, he's signed, but we're, we're shelving him. They did not see the value in who he was. They didn't need to see the value. Right. Because he ended up um, funding his own music video because they would not do it, which was like thirty three thousand dollars. And even before that, it didn't matter that an accident broke his jaw into several places. Right. Where they said that he probably would never be the same. It didn't matter. He literally took his pain from the accident. And that is what catapulted him to. um Rockefeller recognizing that, oh, this is going to be a big artist, right? None of this stuff mattered when people were telling him he couldn't do this or do that. He just knew he was just like, I will never understand when people say that, like, you just got to downplay yourself. Like, no, I'm great. (laughs) You know, I am great. And uh, yeah, I just, you definitely should go ahead and check it out. Um, one of the bars that I saw and I kept rewinding it, the a reporter asked Kanye, she said, hey, if, you know, did you know many years ago that you would be winning Grammys? And he said, no. He said, that's not it. He said, I told everyone I was going to be winning Grammys. And they didn't believe me. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, like that is what that's the epitome of self-commitment, regardless of what people are doing or saying, you know what you are capable of doing and you making it, you make it happen. And I want you to have strong self-commitment. I want my clients and my students to have strong commitment there. Like there are women who are coming to me that feel like they are not desirable just be like, because men are not approaching them, not realizing that if they self committed to believing how desirable they actually are, they would be approached everywhere. 
There are women who do not believe that they are worthy of men investing in them time and time and energy and financially believing it. But if they just believe that, oh, yeah, men just men want to invest in me. I am in I am a woman worthy of investment. Right. That level of self-commitment will actually manifest into what you really want to experience over time. But the belief has to come first. The self-commitment has to come first. We cannot rely on men to provide the commitment that we're not willing to provide ourselves. So anywho, I want us to, I want more self-commitment this year for sure. And I want you, my client students to have more self-commitment. So yeah, there's that. But what we're here to talk about today, we're here to talk about inviting men to pursue you. And we might as well be self-committed to that as well, right? One of the easiest ways to connect with quality men in public is to give them consent. And that is simply giving men the permission to pursue you. It is inviting men to pursue you because when you invite men to pursue you, it lets them know that it is safe, that it is low risk, that it is okay to initiate contact with you, to initiate a connection with you without him feeling like he's intruding on you or making you uncomfortable. Because as women, we've been conditioned to think, oh, all I need to do is go out and look pretty. And um, that is going to lead to men approaching me. And then we get all shocked and surprised when no man ever approaches us, no matter how good we look, no matter how delicious we look. Now, we might get approached by men old enough to be our granddaddies and what we may call as men of the dusty caliber. But that is because these men have lower inhibitions. Number one, they're not concerned about risk, especially like the the guy on the, the guys on the dusty spectrum. They're just throwing spaghetti at the walls and hoping it stick like they're hollering at everybody. They're just like, let me just throw spaghetti. Let me see who catches it. And then older men are kind of like the older the older you get, the lower your inhibitions is. And so it's different. So if we're talking about men that we really, really want, men that we see of a higher caliber, these men are very concerned about their interactions with people. They're concerned about their reputation. They're concerned about um, making sure they keep clean hands, right? And so you, like they are going to need consent because you simply going out and looking pretty isn't consent. The same way it isn't consent for sex, right? So just imagine if we were, you were in a, you know, a house with a guy and he believes that just because you were in his house, you want to have sex with him, right? Just because you were on his couch, he just assumes you want to have sex and he just pounces on you. Instead of getting consent 
explicit consent from you that you want to do this, that you are ready to do this. I hope you see the difference here. Now, you simply going out and looking pretty isn't consent because you could be pretty and married. How would he know? Right. Now, some of you might be like, well, I don't have a wedding ring on. And I'm like, there are tons of people who don't wear wedding rings, including me. Like I haven't worn my wedding ring, what, almost never, unless I was like recording a video. So I wouldn't be dragged online (laughs) for it. Right. They don't know. Like you could be pretty and uninterested. Right. You might be single, but you also might be uninterested in his approach. Right. We see it all the time. A man approaches and you just you try to look the other way and you don't want to engage because maybe he's not attractive enough for you or maybe he doesn't appeal to you. And so you might be pretty and uninterested or you might be pretty and you don't want to be bothered. Maybe you had a rough day. Maybe the stars have not aligned with you and you would, you're not open to talking to people. So you might be pretty and you don't want to be bothered. So going out and looking pretty is not consent. Consent looks like, you know, there's a guy, he's staring at you. He, you notice him staring at you. And instead of acting like you don't see the guy, you wave back at him. You wave when you notice him staring or you might wave him over. If you see, I've done that in the past. I've seen a man staring at me and I'm like, you staring, come sit beside me, sir. You know, consent looks like you see a guy, maybe he's sitting in an empty seat at a hotel bar and then you choose to slide in the seat beside him and you ask him, about his meal. You ask him about the menu. You ask him, does he enjoy this place? Right. Sitting in an empty seat beside him. Or if you're having a conversation, this happens plenty of time where you notice the the conversation is going well and women are like, well, he didn't ask for my number. Well, are you available for your number to be given out? And If you notice the conversation is going well with him and he's very into it, just go ahead and offer your number. Give him consent that I am available to be pursued because there are a lot of nice people in this world. Hell, I myself have met a lot of nice men who were not available to pursue me. Right. But we've had nice conversations. We've engaged. We've we've enjoyed the company of what of one another in the space that we were in. But that didn't mean that that was going to be anything romantic outside of that. So as a woman, you need to make it clear that, hey, I am open and available for something more than platonic. If you are interested, because there's also a lot of nice women who will have a conversation with you. But are not interested in moving forward. So let the man know and give him consent if things are going well. I remember being in a grocery store and this guy, he came up to me. He was like, do I know you from somewhere? And I was like, no, do you want to get to know me? (laughs) Right. I I figured he didn't know me at all. He just That was just one of the things that he used to come and approach me. And so we were having this conversation and we were talking and I had to go. 
Right. I came in there for some simple things to take, you know, to the house. And I said, Hey, this conversation is going well. Let me give you my number. You can call me later. I got to go. Right. Just so it's such a simple thing. Right. And one of the biggest reasons why we're not giving men consent to approaches is because we believe that if a real man is interested, then we wouldn't have to do all that because he would just approach. And it's extremely flawed thinking, especially in this modern day world. And it's the reason why so many of us are not being approached because we still adhere to this, 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 uh, this flawed thinking. So in the past, when we say, well, I want to go back to the good old days when, when men were approaching women and, and men would just walk up to women. And I'm like, back in the day, men had control over our money. It was just in the 1960s where women got the right to get their own credit cards in their names, <laughs> right? Men no longer control our money. They no longer control our politics where they would be in control of our vote, of our political views. They no longer control our bodies, even though they try so very much. And what I mean by that is now a man, you know, back in the day, there was no such thing as rape. If you were married, you just if you're if the man took it from you, that wasn't considered rape. Now it is like your spouse could force you to have sex and it be determined as rape because they don't own our bodies anymore. And women have more choice than ever before. Back in the day when we didn't have much choice, men felt very, very entitled to our to our space. They felt very entitled to our affection and attention. And so you simply being, you know, approached on men, that wasn't that wasn't like an indicator of like, you know, some romantic uh, endeavor where men are there to win our affection. A lot of that came from entitlement. Right. And so men as fathers and husbands no longer control those things, our money, our politics, our body, and we just have more choice. And so this has led, in my opinion, to a beautiful thing. It has led to men learning to respect our choices, men learning to respect our space and not looking to dominate us, not looking to control us. And so men who are of a quality nature who are higher caliber, they are not randomly approaching women, like quote unquote, the good old days. Like we like to romanticize the good old days. And I'm like, when, when was the good old days where it was so great for women in dating? Like, please tell me because these men do not feel entitled to our attention and affection like men did in the past when they just controlled so much of who we were as women. And so the same way that giving consent for sex keeps men out of trouble, right? When we give men consent, when they, when they look for consent, giving consent to men to be pursued also keeps them out of trouble. It feels good when it's like we, when men know that we are open and we're ready, they don't have to worry about bothering you. They don't have to worry about you, um, not wanting the approach. It keeps them out of trouble. 
And when you give men consent, you'll have more quality men pursue you in public, not just what we call the dusties or or granddaddies, right? You will have more quality men pursue you in public because they will feel safe enough to approach you. They'll feel safe. And providing this level of clarity, like when you invite men to pursue you, when you give them consent, it it's clarity. And when they have that level of clarity, they rarely hold back, right? Because it, it, it leads them to be excited to get to know you because they have clarity. It leads them to be intentional about pursuing you because they have clarity that this is okay. Not she's not just pretty, but she's open. She's not just pretty, but she's available. She's not just pretty, but she's reciprocating. She's not just pretty, but she wants to see if something could happen here just like me. And if you're listening to this and consent sounds challenging because of good girl conditioning, where you feel you may feel intimidated to invite men to pursue, to give them permission. You might fear judgment or rejection to do some of the things that I mentioned earlier. Like you might feel that way to put yourself out there. And that is what I help with in my power and passion partnership coaching. And it's my private one-to-one coaching program for high achieving unchurched women of faith who desire to work with me closely to become in high demand in the dating world and finally date men on their level, meaning financially stable, emotionally available. And in this private one-to-one coaching, you're going to learn how to let go of your good girl that is holding you back from showing up boldly in your love life and channel your love of girl energy so that the same unwavering confidence you exude in your personal, in your professional achievements extend seamlessly into your dating journey. And so working together, I'll show you how to invite men to pursue you in a responsible way in all social settings so that you avoid connecting with the wrong types of men and feeling foolish about it. So I know people are probably concerned. What if he has a girlfriend? What if he's married? What if, what if, what if? Like, I'll help you avoid connecting with um, the wrong types of men and feeling foolish around that. And then I'll, you'll also learn how to create conversations that lead to men asking for your number, that lead to men making plans to see you again. Cause you're probably wondering like, okay, after I invite him to pursue me, like what happens next? Like after I provide the signal, like what happens next? So you'll learn how to create these interactions and these conversations that lead them to asking for your number. And I'll also teach you the you the practical and energetic techniques to meeting quality men so that you have an endless pipeline of dating prospects and more enjoyable dating experiences. Even if you have a demanding uh, schedule already. And so we'll work together to go beyond surface level dating advice so that you can elevate your interactions with men and inspire them to pursue you without you feeling desperate or thirsty girl. So if you're interested in becoming a private client, the next step is to book a sales call with me. The link will be in the show notes and you can go ahead and book a call. And on this call, we're going to meet on Zoom 
and we'll have a chat about the current state of your love life and see if working together makes sense. So go ahead to the show notes, book your sales call, and we can kind of talk about um, what working together would look like in the next few months. But I hope you enjoyed the episode, girl. Hope you were inspired. Well, you know what? Self-commitment. I know you was inspired. <laughs> Ain't no hope. Ain't no hope. I know you were inspired because I dropped too many gems here. And if you were not inspired, you were not listening. <laughs> All right. Um, Go ahead and give this episode the five stars it deserves. Um, Leave a written review. And until next time, bye.